introduce ourselves even though you don't like it yeah i know <laughs> i know <laughs> if so there anyway. is video don't mind my hair it looks fine i like it actually it's just not curl how i wanted to curl fair enough that's all fair enough so what do you got for me <laughs> I was debating whether to do this topic or not. Yeah. Because it's not really about a haunting. Uh-huh. But it is paranormal. Okay. I'll take it. All right. Have you heard of Mount Shasta? I've heard of Mount Shasta, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's lots of stories about Mount Shasta. Where is it at? Is it located? It's in Northern California. Okay, yeah. Yes. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so... It's part of the Shasta Trinity National Forest. Okay. And it's about 14,000 feet above sea level. It's a little high for me. Yep. It's the tallest volcano in California. Oh, it's a volcano. It's a volcano. (laughs) From, I don't think it's an active volcano. I say, it must not be. But here's what's confusing, because there was, like, lava fires there, like, recently. Oh. So, like, maybe it's active? It's going to be woken up. I don't know. It's going to be a trip. But there is, oh, there's a lot to this. What have you heard about Mount Shasta? I've just heard of it. Oh, I haven't really heard anything. Oh, this is going to be fun then. This is going to be fun. (laughs) So, so it's believed that the area around Mount Shasta has been inhabited by humans since the Ice Age. Oh. So this is a very old area. It's known to be a spiritual vortex. And what's interesting about this is because it's a volcano, there's a lot of, like, tunnels and caves that were created by lava Uh inside of the mountain. So it's a lot of energy just running all through there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it also sits on a major ley line, which is, like, so ley lines are, like, where energetic paths connect. All right. Yep, yep. And a lot of people believe that it's a major chakra of the earth. You believe in chakras? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I live in a chakra in California. They didn't put it there. It's naturally occurring, mm. right? You don't control ley lines. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, anyway, so I'm going to start by telling you some of the Native American legends around Ooh. Mount Shasta. Love it. Because weirdly enough, they tie into some of the stories. Okay. Some of them do. So, there's a lot of native tribes that are from the area, and some of them can date back to 12 centuries, some of them earlier than that. So, like, it's an old area that has a lot of Native American ties. Right. There were petroglyphs that were found at Mount Shasta believed to be 6,000 years old. Some people think they're older. Oh. So, (laughs) that's kind of cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So... Uh, Shasta is actually the name of a native tribe in the right. area, so yeah. that's where the mountain gets its name. Um, a lot of the natives believe that you do not go above the tree line out Mount Shasta, because 
above the tree line belongs to the sky people. Okay. <laughs> All right. And um, Chief Skell is a sky deity who they believe live within the mountain. Mm-hmm. And there's a story. So I don't know. Have you heard of Crater Lake? Yeah. Okay. So Crater Lake is in Oregon, which is right kind of next to mm-hmm. where Mount Shasta is. And there's a story that Chief Skell lived in Mount Shasta, and a guy named Lao lived in Mount Mazuma, and Lao was an underworld deity. Skell is a sky deity. Okay. Skell started throwing lava at Lao <laughs> in, like, a war, right? Okay. They're, they're opposites. That, yeah. Yep. Which uh, created uh, Crater Lake. Oh. So that's that story. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and I also think it's interesting because Crater Lake is considered to be the domain of all evil in some cultures. Is it really? Yes. Huh. Crater Lake is fascinating. Cause I never still, really looked like, into it. I saw that it was called Crater Lake. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And the mountain is still like in the middle of it. Like, it's really cool. Because oh. it was Mount Mazuma. Oh. It, and, it, it, and Mount Mazuma exploded. Right. Creating Crater Lake. Oh. Because it was a volcano. Oh. Yeah. That was a while ago. But right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's also a story where uh, Chief Skell's daughter was abducted by a bear. And bear? thus a bear, yes. Okay. And thus gave birth to a race of giants. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so these okay. giants are what you and I would call Bigfoot. Okay. So, we're going to start with with Bigfoot. <laughs> start. These stories get weirder and weirder as we go. Okay. So, <laughs> so California comes up as the second state with the most Bigfoot reportings. Yeah. Yeah, so it's they're all along that coast there right. is where they're mostly seen. Washington is number 1. That's um, fair. But Mount Shasta is known as a hotspot for Bigfoot sightings. People that's probably why I've heard of it, because I do read a lot about Bigfoot. Well, there you go, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people will, like, go out there on expeditions to search for Bigfoot. Uh, do you know Kesha, the singer? Yeah, her, her show? Yes. She went there she on her show. There? Oh, yes. Oh, okay, yep, I haven't. Yep, yep. And, um... It's on my list of things to watch. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't watch the entire episode, but I kind of, like, skimmed it. Okay. But it's... I don't know, it's very interesting, because she talks to, like, some of the people who live there, mm. and, like, everyone there said they moved there because of Mount Shasta. Because, like, people just feel, like, drawn to this mountain. Wow. Like, yeah. And everyone there, too, she's asked, like, who here thinks that things that happen at Mount Shasta are paranormal, and everybody raised their hand. Ah. <laughs> but anyway, so they spend a good amount of time on that episode looking for Bigfoot. Right. <laughs> I don't think they actually find anything, but they do hear a lot of weird things and have feelings of being watched. So it's interesting. It's fun. Right. Um, in 1930, in a town called Redding, which is 60 miles south of Mount Shasta, there was an abnormally large skeleton found, which was believed to belong to Bigfoot. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they think that there's more than just one Bigfoot, right? Yeah, it's like a race of... A race of hidden... Animals. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Species. Yes. All right. Now we're going to move on to UFO sightings. I love a good UFO sighting. Oh, oh, 
Oh, it's fun. So, in the past century, there have been over 50 UFO sightings at Mount Shasta, reported UFO sightings at Mount Shasta. Right. And that number has gone up dramatically in the last 10 years. Like, crazy. Really? Yes. Ooh. And this gets interesting into some of the theories later on, but <laughs> we'll get there. So, in 2008, there was, report, there was a report of a giant glowing jellyfish, is how it was described. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> just kind of... <laughs> A giant glowing jellyfish? Yes, a giant glowing jellyfish. Is there a picture? I No, there's no picture. Mm. There have been multiple reports of people seeing this. This giant glowing jellyfish? Yes. In the sky? <laughs> yes. All right. So it just kind of floated around the town near there and just kind of went off into the distance. And that was it? And that was it, yeah. Yep, yep. And... What was also interesting, if you look up Mount Shasta, there's always really weird cloud formations at the peak. Really? It's so fascinating, yes. Like, it, like, almost like blankets over it. And a lot of times they look like UFOs, where they have, like, the dome on the top and then the... The clouds like, do this. Yes, the clouds do on this. On top of the mountain. Yes, yes. And there's, you know, It's scientists... like the peak is, like, covered with clouds. Yes. In these weird forms. Yes. Huh. And, you know, scientists have reasons for it, but I still think it's weird. Because no other mountain does that. Right. And, there, like, there's really weird clouds. There's one where I I think it was during a sunset because the cloud is orange, but it looks like a UFO. It's like it's glowing. But it's a cloud. Yeah. Hmm. Like, it's really interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um, this guy named Jack Tom, who is from the Karuk tribe, who lives in the area, talks about how he... Well, oftentimes, like he says, the stuff stuff like this happens all the time. It doesn't even phase him anymore. But he says he once saw the mountain open up. Yeah. Yeah, he saw the mountain open up, saw a UFO hovering there for a minute. The UFO disappeared and the mountain closed back up. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't even phase me anymore. Uh, <laughs> no disrespect. There's. <laughs> Were you on some psychedelic... I mean, listen, it's a possibility, right? But, yeah. <laughs> like, were you on some second? If you were, just say that. Because. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but if the whole mound opened up, you would hear that. You, It would be a comfortable well, shake. not necessarily. Yes. That's a lot of rock. That's true, but. <laughs> mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. And like I said, he's, well, I didn't say this, but he's the only one that I got that story from. Right. I didn't hear that from other places, so skeptical about that one. I'm a little skeptical about the one, But too. we're going to talk about him later, because he does come up again later. Ooh. He has another story, Ooh. which is oh, interesting. Uh, this one's interesting, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> whole thing opened up. Yes. So now, we're going to move on to missing persons. Look. National Forest and Parks and Missing yes. Persons, 411. But Mount Shasta's weird. These aren't your normal <clears throat> missing person stories. So, <laughs> another thing that's weird about this is they don't have a number as to how many people have actually gone missing at Mount Shasta. They just... How do they not have a number? Because they just don't know. Okay. And they say people have gone missing there since forever. Like, it's just 
Because before it was so a it's national just, park. So it's just littered with bones I of mean, people, possibly. Possibly. There's theories about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the right track. Am I? Oh, awesome. So, in August 2000, so fairly recently, sort of, a seven... Fair... Sort of. August of yes. 2000 is yes. not recently. That was 23 years ago. That's, That's... In, in our history. That's not like ancient. <laughs> this mountain has been around since the, before time, okay? <laughs> so it's fairly recently in the history of the mountain. Okay, I guess so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. A 70-year-old woman named Rosemary Kunst um, signs up for a week spiritual cleanse at Mount Shasta. Okay? I she. There's a lot of, like, spiritual stuff going on there. Like, people do spiritual retreats there all the time. Because I'm sure. It's, there's it's weird very energy high there. energy there. Yeah, yeah. So, she had recently been in a pretty bad car accident that had killed her husband. So, this was kind of what prompted She's her sad. to... Yes. She's very sad. Yes, this is kind of what prompted her to go on this week cleanse. And during this week, she decides to just kind of wander off on her own, kind of, you know, connect with nature as one does. You don't wander off from the retreat. <laughs> well, they saw her go to the other side of the lake. It was Spirit Lake, I you believe. You don't wander away. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so they see her on the other side of the lake, right? And that was the last time anyone saw her. She, like, there were, there's no clues as to where she went, no signs of struggle, no blood. They, for months afterwards, were checking bear scat to see if there were any remains. Nothing. Just poof. Gone. This is why you don't wander away from the crowd. Because when they get you by yourself, when they get you, you mm-hmm. stay with the crowd. You mm-hmm. stay with people. What the? She's yep. just gone. She's just gone. No nothing. Nope, nothing. There was no no sign of her. Like, her backpack and everything, gone. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Interesting. That's not the only story like that at Mount Shasta, either. Really? Yeah. There's another one from 1999, where uh, there were three experienced hikers. We got Carl Landers, Milt Gaines, and Barry Gilmore. Decided to hike up to the summit of Mount Shasta. And they were going to take their Going past time. the tree line? Yes. Oh, yeah, a lot of people go past the tree line. The natives don't, but a lot of... <laughs> a lot of people do. We really need to listen to the natives. They <laughs> right? Know they, they know what they talk about. Right? We need to listen to them. So there's this place on this trail called 5050, and a lot of people, if they hike up to the summit, will camp out there for the night. Mm-hmm. And then about 650 feet away from that is Lake Helen. So it's not very far at all, mm-hmm. right? So these three guys camp out at 5050 for the night. In the morning, they wake up, start packing up their stuff. Um, Milt and Barry notice that Carl's looking a little cold, so they're like, hey, go on ahead. You can wait for us at Lake Helen. We'll finish packing up, yada, yada. So he starts walking. Why would you send your friend by himself? Because <laughs> he looked cold. He didn't want to be like, he needed to be moving. Then walk around in a circle. <laughs> but anyway, so he leaves. Milton and Barry finish packing up, and they go to meet up with Carl at Lake Helen. Now, it's important to understand here, there is no place to disappear to. 
they're above the tree line already. So there's not a lot of trees around. It's like a straight path, basically. And <laughs> they get up to Mount Helen. Carl's not there. Because <laughs> you let him stray from the pack. He probably yeah. fell. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, too. There's no footprints or anything. Like, there was snow. So, <laughs> they had week-long search and rescue, which resulted in nothing. They even pulled up, like, satellite stuff to see if there was any, like, seismic activity on the mountain and he was covered in an avalanche. Nothing. He's just gone. He's just gone. He's gone. Keep looking in the darkness. <laughs> so, there's some other bizarre stories. I can only imagine. Oh, there's a lot of bizarre bizarre this entire time. (laughs) (laughs) So, let me take a sip of my tea. In 2011, a 19-year-old named Michael Falvel went on a quest with a New Age religious group to Mount Shasta. (laughs) Okay. So, they spend the day... Here we go. They spend the day climbing the mountain, right? Mm -hmm. When they get back down to their camp, Michael takes off his shoes and just starts climbing right back up the mountain. Huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. He gave no reason to anybody why he was doing that. He just, just left. Just went right up, back up the mountain after hiking up and down the mountain for a day. Like, you would think you wouldn't have any energy, right? Like, you're ready for bed. Maybe he had some spiritual awakening. Well, except for that, uh, they found him the next day. He had passed out and died of exposure. And (laughs) his parents wanted an autopsy done. Because they're like, there's no way drugs weren't involved. Like, that's so weird that he would just take off right back up the mountain. That's not a normal mm-hmm. thing. The autopsy came back clean. Not even alcohol. Yeah, it's a weird one. <laughs> well, at least they found him. And this that's true. That's true. Yeah, he didn't just poof disappear. Right, they found him. <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather disappear, I think. I'd rather have my loved one's body back or that's some true. part of it. But me myself I'd, I'd rather live with the aliens, I think. There's theories. Of, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Oh, good. Okay. But we're still talking about other bizarre stories. I see, yeah. <laughs> so also in 2011, this is one of the most famous stories to come out of Mount Shasta. A family was camping, and their three-year-old boy went missing for five hours before they found him on the trail less than a half mile away from camp. I remember hearing about that. Which is, like, one of the first places they would look, right? Yeah, yeah. He was on the trail. He wasn't, like, in the woods at all. Yeah. So, the story this kid tells is so bizarre. I didn't know he told a story. Oh, it gets weird. Like, it gets weird. So, (laughs) this boy says, while he was missing, he found a cave... And saw that his grandma was in there. Yep, so he goes to talk to his grandma. And uh, his grandma asks him to poop on a piece of paper for her. To? To? Yep, yep, yep. To poop? Yes, to poop on a piece of paper for her. 
And like the, Yes. Yep. And okay. the kid ha- realizes that this is not his grandma. He explains it like she was a robot. Okay? So <laughs> the boy was like, no, I don't I don't have to go. <laughs> like <laughs> five yeah three three yeah i'm sorry he's like no nah. fresh out fresh out sorry so <laughs> he doesn't really remember anything after that except waking up on the trail and then being found it gets weirder the family goes home from their camping trip the boy goes to his grandma and tells the grandma the story well the grandma two weeks earlier was camping at mount shasta with her friends. Mm-hmm. She woke up in the middle of the night because there was a stinging sensation on the back of her neck. She woke up one of her friends and had them look at it. And, like, right at the base of her neck, where, like, on her spinal cord, there was a puncture wound. So people think the aliens took her DNA to make this robot. <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yep. Okay. And then <laughs> got a few other stories here. A lot of stories. These are this, so bizarre. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like it's not a haunting, but it's like really like there's a whole rabbit hole. Yeah whole rabbit hole to go down yeah like this I'd is say. so fascinating and i actually kind of want to go to mount shasta it looks gorgeous it girl does. It does. <laughs> we can't leave in the trail we ain't staying overnight <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we'll take we'll we're take not staying overnight here's the thing though i have my own beliefs about we're this and i don't overnight. i i have my own beliefs about it and i'm not really afraid like i'll I'm a little sketched out right now. Right. These stories on their own are scary. But we're not staying overnight. Why not? I don't do camping, for one. For two, you're lucky you're going to get me to hike. Okay? We have cabins. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) I love nature. I'm a big, like... I don't mind the nature. Yeah. I'm not staying overnight in the nature. Okay. We'll we'll visit. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I'm not staying overnight. That was on the Kesha episode... They were looking for Bigfoot at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I'm be so. strapped, too. <laughs> Don't play with me. I, you might think I'm, like, actually legitimately crazy after I'm done with this, because I do have really bizarre beliefs about this. You know what? I think you're crazy anyways. <laughs> That's so true. That's nothing, true. This is nothing new to That's me. That's true. <laughs> So, in 1906, this is another one of the famous stories from Mount Shasta. And this is an older story, so I don't know how much of it is actually true. It's kind of one of those, like, legend stories, right? In 1906, a man named J.C. Brown was hired to prospect for gold in the Mount Shasta area. Okay. So, while he was digging for gold, he stumbles upon what he says was a sacred records room. He He said there were records of lost civilizations... And mummies of giants. <laughs> wait, wait, so he was he was just prospecting. He's he's walked up and found a room. Yeah, it was like hidden in the mountain. 
A room. Yes. With the door. Yes. A room. Yes. I, yes. In a mountain. Oh, it gets weirder than okay. this. If this is weirding you out, just wait. <laughs> just me. I'm wait. really confused. Okay. So he, found a, he, so he found a room. Yes. In the mountain with, with mummies. Giants. Mummified giants. What's what's the definition of giants? They were like eight feet tall. Because my father-in-law is like six five. Six four. He's not eight feet. He's he's big. You call him a giant. Okay. They were normal than the average, or above above normal. Okay. Yeah. Well, back Tall, then, than back the then, person. five seven was normal height for a man. So we'll just see. Yes. <laughs> so so they could be five seven. <laughs> we don't know. We don't. We don't actually know what he saw. Okay. So five seven. So mummified giants and yes, records of lost and, civilizations. Yes. 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 So he tells people, you know, what he found. And about 30 years later... He'd take nothing back with him? No, because he was afraid. Like, he, oh. like you know, it, like you stumble across that, I wouldn't touch anything. You know what I mean? Like, there's curses on everything. <laughs> I wouldn't touch anything. Would you Would you take a mummified giant and just bring I it back with you? I wouldn't take a mummified giant, no. <laughs> but anyway, so... Piece of paper, maybe. And this is one thing that doesn't make sense to me, because it's not till 30 years later... Uh-huh. That he um, gathers or like starts like an expedition to go back and catalog everything that he found there. Thirty years. Yeah, thirty years later. So he gathers around eighty people for this expedition, and the morning that they're set to go out and find this little cave room and catalog everything, J.C. Brown is nowhere to be found. No one ever saw or heard from him again. <laughs> I'm telling you, these stories are fascinating. Just gone. Ah! Just gone? Just gone. Hey. Hey. All right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So we, we'll never know what he actually no, found. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So Could have made a map. Yeah, you know. Give it if you don't well, and maybe he knew where to go back. He probably knew. He probably did. Like, yeah, but no one else does. <laughs> exactly. Map would be nice. No, to self, always draw a map. Always draw. <laughs> My map would be so bad. It'd just be like a little squiggly line, and here it is. <laughs> hey, with some landmarks on there. <laughs> Find your way through anything. I have the worst sense of direction. Me too. <laughs> So it wouldn't work out too well. And a string. Oh, there you go. String. Bring string when we go to Mount Shasta. Rope. Forget a string. <laughs> Rope. Little breadcrumbs. <laughs> Rope. Rope. Okay, okay. A thick one. Maybe even a chain. No, people, I think for the most part, are safe. I do. Listen. Okay, we'll get into it later. <laughs> So in 1930, mm-hmm. this guy named Guy Ballard, um, he... A guy named Guy? Yes, a guy okay. named Guy, uh, was a mining engineer canvassing the area of Mount Shasta, and he came across a mysterious ethereal figure. Like a live being, okay? okay. This figure introduced himself as an ascended master. Do you know what that is referring to no so in spirituality ascended masters are people who have 
fully ascended. So, like, um, Jesus is considered an ascended master. Um, there's others. <laughs> okay. But, you know, like, there are people who have gone, have <clears throat> have fully understood themselves spiritually. Okay. So, he introduces himself as an ascended master and goes on to teach Ballard the secrets of enlightenment. So... I'm not sure how familiar you are with manifestation, but there is a method of manifestation called the I am method. You familiar with that? Mm -hmm. So if anyone's not familiar, it's instead of saying, I want to be a billionaire, you say, I am a billionaire Yeah. to manifest becoming a billionaire. Um, Ballard is credited with starting this movement, the I am movement, as they called it. Okay. And uh, he claims he learned this from this ascended master who people have named Saint Germain. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, once again, was there psychedelics in the world? I don't know. What, what, what time was that? What time that, that was in 1930. Hmm. LSD was in the day. Maybe opium. <laughs> Raw opium, maybe. Maybe. It's possible. Mm. It's possible. Mm, mm, mm. And some morphine. <laughs> That's what he was doing. But also, the I am is a pretty... It's a, yeah. It's a pretty powerful thing, in yeah. my opinion. And it's just, I did not know where that came from until I was doing research on this. I was like, oh. That's insane. Right? Yeah, came from Mount Shasta. Do you want some now? No, I'm good. <laughs> all right, I'm all good. right. I'll be up. So we're going back to Jack, if you remember the Native, Native American, yeah. yes, who saw the mountain open up. So... Like all natives, he was told to never go above the tree line at Mount Shasta. Yes, he did. He was camping with his girlfriend, and they ended up setting up tent right above the tree line. This is an interesting story because his girlfriend was also there. Had the same experience. Okay. So they got everything set up, and Jack was kind of nervous. He's like, mm, maybe we should like pull it back a little bit, go back into the trees. And the girlfriend's like, no, we're fine here. Like this is. Is the girlfriend native? I don't know. Mm, probably not. Probably not, yes. <laughs> so they just kind of got settled down, and they both look over and see two tall people standing up at the mountain wearing robes just looking at them. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. They... <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so they look over there, and they're like, okay, are they really there? Because we're both seeing this. This is weird. Let's close our eyes and open them and see if they're still there. So they do that three times before these people disappear. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Absolutely not. So, what? no, I was running. <laughs> running down the hill. Well, they weren't doing anything. And Jack explains, like, I he don't was... care. You saw people on top of this mountain about to sleep there? I don't think so. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Running they... back, running back, leaving everything behind. Running back down, get in the car and leave and sit down and went out of there. I think <laughs> the fuck not. Well, Jack explains that he was terrified, which makes sense. He, but he says he also felt like a weird, like, welcoming and accepting energy. No. <laughs> Mm-mm. No? The way my black ass set up, my t- terrified bye-bye. <laughs> I ain't sticking around. No. That's fair. That's fair. No, ma'am. They might have moved to their tent. I actually don't know. I would have ran. I moved, done more than moved the tent. I'm running away. 
<laughs> they didn't do anything though. They just I said they watched them. Don't. Break other people. Look, 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 look. look. <laughs> I don't want to be watched. Bet that you're this creepy person. Too tall, but tall, tall mind you, yes, tall, tall. Up there wearing what cloaks? Robes. Robes? Mm-hmm. Why? Why not? Why? Being weird. Yeah. Standing there standing. What? Yep, yep, yep. No. <laughs> so No. There's stories about these people in robes. Oh Lord. Here we go. <laughs> Look. <laughs> They... Nothing good happens in robes. Mm, true, but nothing also not good happens in robes. I mean, listen, my it's, bathrobes it... are very comfortable. Look, 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 not those robes. Did I say a bathrobe? That's a robe. Robes. Bathrobes are robes. They're comfortable. KKK. Ooh. <laughs> uh, how many of those um, religions that? May everybody wear the flowy robes and stuff. And they all look as one. Yeah. All those. Girl, it, it, it's nothing good happens on a robe. Okay, I get your point. <laughs> I get your point. The KKK is a big one. Yeah. Yep, I get it. But, let, 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 let's keep an open mind. <laughs> your face. Tell me to keep an open mind one more time. <laughs> nothing, I, nothing good happens on a robe. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Uh-uh. Yep, yep. Oh, my gosh. And they're tall. Oh, God. So, stories of these tall people date back to about 150 years. Probably longer than that, because there's right. a record of, like, people talking about them. It's 150 years ago. Okay. And a lot of people credit these beings for all of the weird stuff that happens around Mount Shasta. Yeah, I believe it. Yep. You being weird. Yep. Don't come and stand. Look, look from behind a tree. Yep. You can stay quiet. You can be. You can. You obviously can be invisible. Keep it that way. Keep it that way. They can be invisible. Yeah. Keep it there's... that way. <laughs> keep it that way. I don't want. No. Mm. There's. Listen. It gets. It gets weirder. And I kind of believe the good side of this. We'll see. You probably mm. might not land on that. <laughs> but. <laughs> You're probably. No. <laughs> the weird thing about this, too, is, like, when I was researching this, multiple times I just got, like, full body chills. Multiple times. Which is one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it, too, because I'm like, this, like, has some weird connection with me in my heart. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. It's weird. I'm nervous for you. For me? Yeah. I told you you are going to think I'm insane. <laughs> nervous and you want to go to this place? Yes. Look. You, you... got to look up pictures. It looks... Gorgeous. I'm sure it's beautiful. I just want to sure. feel what the energy but feels like. But I don't like. want to lose my friend. I won't be lost. You're staying handcuffed and key to me. We go, no. Fair enough. No, because you, you'd be the one to go running off. Absolutely I not. I would not run off. Well, I, I guess I don't know if I would. I guess people do kind of lose their minds, huh? You'd be locked in a room. <laughs> you'd be locked in a room. Leave it. So. Oh my gosh. I don't think we should go. I don't think we should you go. You don't think we should go? No, because you. You got to wait till I you get to this next me. part. Okay, fine. Because these next stories kind of make all of this seem not as scary. Okay, we'll see. So, we're going to backtrack a little bit. Okay. And uh, this is where I'm going to lose some people, because people are going to think I'm actually legitimately insane. 
I already think that. So. But, like, here's the thing. You can't do research on Mount Shasta without this coming up. Like, you okay. actually can't. It talks about this on the Mount Shasta website. Oh, okay. Which is, like, weird because this is way out there. Yeah. This gets into, like, weird alien stuff, right? And they talk about it on the Mount Shasta website. Okay. Like, it's Mount Shasta, this comes up. Okay. So, <clears throat> in 1864... A zoologist by the name of Philip Scatler proposed this idea of Lemuria. Have you heard of Lemuria? No. Okay. Have you heard of Atlantis? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Lemuria was around the same time as Atlantis. This is the belief. And they were both continents that were, um, they had a lot of technology. Mm-hmm. Like, they were very skilled. Very advanced, yes, yeah. Yes, very, yeah. very advanced civilizations. They were lost and. Yes, the theory is they were lost underwater. Um, a big theory is that Lemuria and Atlantis were at war with each other, and that it was their downfall. And they both just lost. They both sunk each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's stupid. Um, so, Philip Scatler came up with this idea. He called it Lemuria because he theorized that this was how lemurs would migrate from Madagascar to India and Africa. They were able to just walk across this continent that no longer exists. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't think a zoologist should be able to <laughs> but teach well, their own. Well, it gets interesting. Okay. So, <clears throat> Mario was thought to be really, really large. It started in the Indian Ocean and ended up in the Pacific Ocean. So, it was a very large continent. And this theory is actually validated by the ancient oral traditions of the native Hawaiian people. They say that the islands of Hawaii are now all that's left of what was once Lemuria. The islands of Hawaii were were made by volcanoes. That were from Lemuria. (laughs) Okay. So, lost... Or sunken ancient continents have, like, pretty much been disproven by the whole plate tectonic theory. But, like... I don't know about that. I feel like super, there's no, stuff. Because super, super recently, they've discovered a sunken continent near New Zealand. Really? Yes. It's called Zealandia. Like, look it up. Like, this was very recent. So I really need someone who knows more about this than me to, like, explain they to me. They found a sunken continent? What, yes. How'd they find that? It's like, they call it, like, a mini continent, but it's... In the ocean. So it's like part where... of like Pangea and it kind of in the like fell. Probably, yeah. When the whole thing was shifting and stuff. Something like that, yeah. Okay. But they found an entire continent in the ocean. So I need someone who knows more to explain to me how it's impossible, yet here we are discovering right. sunken continents. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like. Because science disproved the existence of Lemuria, right? But now also we're finding this continent. So, like, science is always changing. I'm not saying science is not real. I'm just saying we don't know what we don't know. Right. And there's more that we don't know than we know. Yeah. So you got to keep an open mind about everything. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Lemuria is really important in occultists and spiritual beliefs because it's considered to be the birthplace of humans, and also it's where the idea of magic comes from. I'm going to have to look into that. Yes. Because 
very, very fascinating. So the reason I bring up Lemuria, it's widely believed that when the continent sank, either due to natural disaster or because of war with Atlantis, some Lemurians survived on Hawaii and others fled to Mount Shasta. Okay. <laughs> if you think of how big the continent was, it probably stretched up that way. Oh, I'm thinking of the map and it just ends. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not the key to that. Wraps <laughs> around. glow. No, yep. It, it's okay. all connected. Okay, so that... <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see now. Yes. I get it. So that's what's fascinating about this, is people don't really think they're aliens. They think they're extraterrestrials yes but more advanced version of humans basically it's fascinating that's who they think the people in the robes are cool that's great don't do that weird shit with me (laughs) don't come standing there looking at me i don't think they would they better not yeah they wouldn't they wouldn't because girl i'm telling you i'll be back Fair enough. Fair enough. You liable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> in 1866, or 1886, <laughs> 1886, a man named Frederick S. Oliver writes a book called A Dweller on Two Planets. This book does not get published until 1905, about six years after his death. So, when Frederick Oliver was 17 years old, this is the story. He was mapping out his family's property line at the base of Mount Shasta. He, all of a sudden, uncontrollably begins writing. Just can't control it. He just starts writing. Since then, it would happen on occasion until after three years, he had written this entire book, which was A Dweller on Two Planets. Okay. So he claims this entire book was written by automatic writing, is what it's called. Uh-huh. So, in this book, we get the idea of telos. Of what? Telos is what it's called. Okay. And uh, telos is the name of the city inside Mount Shasta where the Lumerians live. <laughs> huh? There's a city. There's a city. There's, listen, there's a whole a, civilization. A whole civilization. In this mountain. Yes. Hold on, let me just, how big is this mountain? So, the other thing about this, though, is it's believed to be a portal. Is that S-H or C-H? S-H. <laughs> so. Okay, see, I, I thought it was more like a little hill. Oh, no, this is a real mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also interesting, too, because it kind of ties in with all the tunnels and caves that are in there because of being a volcano. Like, there's fascinating theories about this. There's a skate park there? Yeah, there's a lot there. I mean, it's very beautiful. Right? It's amazing. You don't just look at it and be like, oh, that'd be so pretty. The weird cloud formations. I'm telling you, there's weird ones. There's really weird ones. It just circled. Yeah. It's just like... Yeah, yeah. A lot of people think that that happens intentionally to hide UFOs. I mean, yeah. Oh wait, wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. <laughs> what are you looking at? Oh, the cloud formations. I'm just yeah. looking like the. Oh, I'm telling you, they're weird. And how cool would it be to see that in person? Uh... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what in? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, and I don't understand how science has an explanation for that. Cause what it's is weird. this door? What is what door? Oh, it's a mine. Yeah, there's a lot of caves and people puddles. mined there. Oh yeah. There what is a... this? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, those are the clouds. I'm telling you, it's bizarre. What? I'm. Tripping balls. <laughs> Holy. Look, I'm. Tri- Look, here. <laughs> Look, I. What? There's like. Why? Yo. I'm. It's fun to just look at Yo. pictures. I love just like looking at pictures because there's so many weird ones. Yo. This is weird. Right? Do you want to go there now what? or no? Uh, finish story. Okay. What? So, <gasps> what is this? What is that? What is that? That's the one I was talking That's about. Not That's not a cloud. That's not a cloud. Is it a UFO? It's something, but it's not a cloud. That I see. I'm thinking that what? might be the glowing jellyfish. What? Yes. 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 What is that one? <laughs> I'm sure this is very fascinating for people who have no idea what we're looking oh, at. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. This is trippy. I'm so glad you didn't know any of this because this wouldn't have been as fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is so weird. I know. Oh my god. I mean, you're not wrong. It is beautiful. Right? You want to go there, don't you? I'm not saying yes or no to nothing. Okay. Fair enough. I'll tell you at the end. Fair enough. Okay, so... I'm going to make a decision up in my head. Yeah. I don't even know myself. Fair enough. Got it. Okay. So, A Dweller of Two Planets, this book written by Frederick S. Oliver. He describes the city of Telos as being powered by crystal energy. And it's heavily illuminated. Mind you, it's all underground. And he talks about quantum mechanics, anti-gravity, and mass transit, which are all things that did not exist yet. That stuff was not a thing back in that day. No. Which I find fascinating. That's why I kind of believe in the crystal energy stuff. Because we figured everything else out, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's this is making a little bit of sense. Um, he also says that Telos cannot be accessed without a Lumerian invitation. So, like, someone from Telos has to be like, hey, come on in. So, 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 <laughs> so what they're kind of... Thinking here, maybe the people that have gone dis- that have disappeared mm-hmm. had a Lumerian invitation, and now they're yes. in. Now they're in Telos. Huh. Mm-hmm. See, it's not so scary anymore, right? Because they um... need to. Because like they have to have consent, right? Like I don't. It doesn't sound like the Lumerians are going to be kidnap I mean... people. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I don't know that. That's true. I don't know that, but I just got a gut feeling. Unpredictable. True. Very true. So, since that book, there have been countless other books 
about this. There's a lot of them out there. A lot of psychic mediums claim they can channel Lemurians and will write about this. A lot of stuff. Um, so Lemurians are believed to be fifth dimensional beings, which means, so... What are we? We are three dimensional beings. So the, who's fourth? See, this is where it gets kind of tricky. I don't have a full grasp of understanding all of this, uh -huh. but from what I understand, first and second dimension are like demons and whatnot. Third dimension and fourth dimension are humans. Fourth and fifth dimension are like spirits and angels. So, like, you're able to communicate to the dimension right above or below you. Got it. Is what I kind of see it as. Mm, okay. And you can change dimensions because it's all about your vibration. Mm. <laughs> it's, like, all about your energy. Okay. Does that make sense? I guess. So, like, when people see Lumerians, they have to lower their energy in order to be seen by it three-dimensional people. Does that make sense? Okay. You look very skeptical. <laughs> I'm not grasping that, but okay. Okay. I don't fully understand it. I know there's like, yeah. it's all about energy. Mm -hmm. And I, you can't see energy. It's difficult to understand. Yeah. So it's, it is what it is. Um, they are commonly seen as a light blue column like a blue column of light i said that really weird <laughs> so people have reported seeing them as a blue column of light so kind of like mm. a ghostly whatever okay and um they when they look like people they are about seven to eight feet tall <laughs> there's the problem <laughs> <laughs> they are usually pale and blonde and people say they look like people but they don't feel like people which, don't know what that means. Well, pale and blonde, so it's like, got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, from what I can tell, a lot of the local people who live there pretty much believe it as fact that the Lumerians live inside Mount Shasta. Like, people who live in that area just kind of believe that, because they're like, yeah, it is what it is. Like... <laughs> Okay. This is kind of another reason I want to go, because I just want to, like, feel what the energy is like, because, like, it sounds insane. It does sound insane. Right? It does sound actually insane. And I just kind of want to, like, see if I feel anything. <laughs> anyway, in 2020, this is the last story I have for you, but this is a weird one. Okay. Um, this man named Lowell Johnson... Went up to Mount Shasta with his son, and this was, like, right during the pandemic. So this was, everything was kind of still in lockdown. Mm -hmm. And he said um, he was kind of looking for parks to visit because lockdown They're was... they bored. Right, yeah. right. And um, he realized that a lot of parks were closed. Yeah. Mount Shasta was not closed. So he went to Mount Shasta with his son. And after a full day of hiking, goes home, goes to bed. He's like, wow, I'm exhausted. He's like, so he's... An older guy. Mm -hmm. And his son is an adult, so, like... Okay. So, he's exhausted. He's like, I'm not going to do anything tomorrow. We're just going to take it easy, relax. Right. Wakes up the next morning. 
and is like, no, you know, I think I'm going to go hiking again. <laughs> says <laughs> he no says one. it's just what his gut was telling him to do. So he goes hiking. He sits down for a bit, leans against the side of the mountain, you know, and um, gets up, turns around. Where he was leaning is now a door. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. It was an open door. So he kind of walks in. And he says he sees someone, like, standing kind of a ways down in this tunnel. And... <laughs> Absolutely not. This guy says, do you want to see Telos? <laughs> now, <laughs> he says he... The first time he heard of Telos was when he was going to Mount Shasta. He said, you get there, and there's, like, books about it everywhere. Like, it's the town advertises mm-hmm. it. So he said that was the first time he'd heard about it. So it had only been like a few days. And he was like, oh, tell us. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he kind of goes, well, sure. (laughs) He follows this guy. And this guy introduces himself. He says, I'm Alex. And he goes, cool. That's my son's name. And he goes, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) Okay. So he says they sit down on this little chair thing. And it starts to move. And he says it was really weird because he knew they weren't moving, but he didn't feel the sensation of moving. And he said they went through a tunnel, which was like a kaleidoscope of a bunch of different, like, gem- like his story gets so in-depth. It's insane. And <laughs> so he goes through this tunnel, right? Ends up in Telos. He says he, like, sees... All these Lumerians makes eye contact with a bunch of them. And um, Alex is telling them all about Telos. There's different levels to it. Each level has its own thing. So, like, one level will be, like, food. One level will be, like, um, art or something. Whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Each level has its own thing. And he goes in, um, says, oh, he also said everything was powered by crystals. He didn't know that. He didn't know anything about Telos. He had heard the name two days before because he was at Mount Shasta. Didn't know anything about it. (laughs) So it said everything was powered by crystals. And he asked, like, why why me? Like, why are you showing me all of this? And uh, Alex, don't even think that was his name. I think he just kind of said that because it was his son's name. So Alex says, um, well, you're one of the few people who can handle... Uh, this fifth dimension vibration. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. So that's, that was the reason they gave. And he, you can look this up. He goes on and on about this. Like, there's so much to this story. It goes way in depth and it's insane. And like, before he leaves, he asks, like, can I tell people about this? And uh, Alex is like, Yes, we want you to tell people because at this moment, um, the planet is going through a major shift and we want people to know that we are here to help them through it. (laughs) Right. And then he wakes up on the trail. He doesn't wake up. He just kind of like appears back on the trail. All right. And that's, that's his story. All right. <laughs> okay. And so that's a, a a little glimpse of Mount Shasta for you. That's insane. Right? 
That's insane. Right? Right? Yeah. And Lowell Johnson's story is validated by other medium psychic people. Really? So, you know, a lot of people have claimed that they've astral projected to tell us, and I don't know anything about astral, astral projection. Astral scares me. It scares me a little bit, scares too. Me. I don't know a lot about that, so I don't know how true that is, but... Yeah. But all these stories seem to go with one another, and I don't know if that's because, like, subconsciously people have heard about these. And, like... and they're just kind of putting it in... Yes, yes. But also, it's kind of fun to believe that there's Lemurians in Mount Shasta. I mean... The stories, if you said, alone were terrifying. Right? And now it, it doesn't seem as scary when it's you get a, the full picture, I get right? a, I get a calm sensation about it, and it freaks me out. It freaks you out that you get a calm sensation about yeah, it? Yeah, like, I'm drawn to it, and I want to go yes! to it. You understand how I feel. And But I feel calm and, yes. uh, like, safe. Yes. That That's how I feel. And I don't like that. Why don't that, you like that? It's just because it's, just, it's a weird place. It is weird. It's a weird place. It is weird, but I, I don't know. Like, my gut tells me, yeah, trust the Lemurians. So if you were to see a door pop up, would you go into it? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Okay. I don't know. Something's telling me I would go, but then all of my other inside of me is like, bitch, you would not go inside, <laughs> man, go inside of a mountain. See, that's kind of how I feel, too. Like, I I would want to go, but also I don't wouldn't want to. It's... Well, it's the fear of the unknown, right? My first question would be, can I come back to my family and my yeah, kids? That yeah. like I gotta go back. Well, and that's the thing. Lowell Johnson came back. Yeah. Because he told all this, he told this story. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I don't know. That's fascinating. It's really fascinating. Oh, it's really fun to research because there are so many rabbit holes to go down clearly so many clearly like it's a lot so many <laughs> like i even just very briefly touched on bigfoot but there's a lot yeah that. like what <laughs> that's insane mm-hmm. that's so insane i can't even fathom <laughs> wow so yeah that's mount shasta insane yeah insane membrane right right, right. Now everyone thinks I'm insane. Woo-hoo. That's fine. <laughs> it happens. It does. It does. Wow. Yeah. Trippy. Right? Trippy, trippy, trippy. Crazy. Literally crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now you understand. It's not really like haunted per se. It's extraterrestrial stuff going Yeah, there's on there. a lot of weird stuff going on. Yeah. It's fun, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know. There's something in me that's like, yeah, it's Lemurians, even though I'm like, Lemurians don't really exist. <laughs> you know, that like my logical side. That's true. My logical side is like, that's crazy. Yeah. You're insane. But then also I'm like, what? <laughs> this feels right. <laughs> I don't know. This feels accurate. Yeah. This feels like. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no logical explanation, but also... Like I said, we don't know what we don't know. And I think there's more we don't know than we know. Got a hundred downloads. <laughs> she just checked our statistics and we got a hundred people. Woohoo! hundred downloads. Thanks, guys. That's pretty cool. Yeah. People have already listened to the new one that came out today. Ooh. 
exciting. I wonder if it's on Apple yet. We're having issues with Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we are having so, so that's been issues. fun to deal with that. <laughs> so, but anyway, that's about Shasta, guys. Woo! Sweet. Tune in next time. <laughs> it's not going to be this light. I'm telling you that right now. Oh, it's probably going to be a lot darker. Oh, it's going to be dark. It's dark. It's dark. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> going to complete opposite. Well, stay tuned for that next time, guys. See you later. Bye.